0: to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Celtics. John is clinking his vacation ice. Like you all know, it's too bad we don't do video because if you could just see John (laughs) in Mm -hmm. vacation mode right now, folks. But he's taking time away from the beach to talk to us about the Celtics. And, you know, even despite this Chicago game, um, John and I are going to remain positive for the second show in a row, which for 2020 twenty-one season is a flipping record, John. It's a flipping record. So games against the Trailblazers, the Lakers, although the Lakers mightily shorthanded. Um, an awesome game against uh Golden State in the midst of just amazing on fire performances, not just against the Celtics, but really for the last ten days from Steph Curry, and then, yes, this disappointing but also injury-laden roster loss against the Chicago Bulls. And we're going to talk a little bit about Danny Ainge doing the entire game, too. I don't know how we can get through. I can tell you John and I are not going to agree on the Danny Ainge sitting-in factor. So, John, what's your assessment from the last week, and how how closely and soberly have you been able to watch the last three
1: games? Well, um, <laughs> uh, no, it's good. It's good. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding about that. Bad Um, uh, no, look, I think, um, I'm a bumped. I think the, 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 Blazers game was a good win. The Lakers game was a, a stomping until the third, the third, uh, string, uh, let go of the rope. Um, the, the the Golden State game was outstanding. I mean that was really a dynamite game. I was really um, pumped with how that one turned out. Um and you know, yeah, the, the the Bulls game was tough, but like you said, I mean no smart, no Kemba. Um, you know, you're putting a lot on Peyton Pritchard, um, a lot on uh you know I mean Treymont Waters has got a lot of burn in that game. He should too. have gotten
0: he should have gotten more burn earlier. Romy I think is definitely a very promising prospect and obviously Ainge thinks yeah. so because he's got an affinity for him that oozed out all over his play-by-play. But, um, but I, but I, you know, I, I'm not saying it's not justified. I just can't wait to see him continue well, to contribute and let's see some more time they they've seen right. more than we have of Romy. And so, but, but, Tremont probably should have got in earlier. If you look at how they just ended that game and yeah. the way that he attacked to the rim and just created some things, like, they just weren't able to get into their offense, and they had been doing such a good job for the last two and a half weeks of getting to the basket and attacking, even when they weren't successful.
1: It was changing how they played as a team. Well, you know, the other thing about Tremont, if we're going to talk about him, is that I thought, like, kind of in that Bulls, in that Bulls game, it was – Kind of making up for how terrible he played in that Laker game. I mean, he was a, a key part in why that the rope got let go of um, as they closed that game. And I thought he really made up for that in large part against in the Bulls game. Um, it, you know, it didn't wasn't enough in the end, sure. Uh, but I thought he really was, um, you know, he helped. He was a, a positive contributor. I think Pritchard had a good first half. Um, he just wasn't as effective in that, in that to close as, as they needed him to be. But you know, I think uh, Pritchard is a guy who came in with a lot of momentum, a lot of a lot of um, confidence. And I think what's now happened is that he's, you know, he's kind of okay. Now I'm a rookie. There's a lot I don't know. I got to figure it out. He's he's kind of at that point where he's either going to break through that wall and just play confident, or he's just going to need to go away for a little bit, go, you know, get his regular summer break and then come back, you know, trying to figure it out. See this happen a lot of time with rookies, you know. I I'm I'm not worried about Pritchard at all. I thought he had a good game. I thought he had a good, you know, game prior to. So, but I think the the real the really important pieces are Tatum, triple-double. <laughs> Uh, Tatum uh, with a really odd shooting night, against the Warriors too. Oh yeah, well, the Warriors,
0: I, but the triple double was fun. Yeah. Like, God, uh, that that triple double is marred by shooting percentage, unfortunately. I'm not, yeah, but I'm not. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rather
1: than worry about the shooting percentage. That's his
0: first one though, so I get well, where you're going. He's trying to I create for it. others.
1: It's the I mean, number the Bulls, of
0: assists, right? The, the Bulls
1: were throwing everybody at him. Um, they had um i I you know he got off Jalen got off, then Tatum got going, and then the bulls kind of second half they really switched up, and they just sent the house sent the kitchen sink, and he tried to find help, but when you don't have kemba and you don't have smart, you're limited in what you're gonna get no Fournier no rob williams um uh, you know you're you're missing most of your best six players right there. So I think that, you that think
0: Jabari should have gotten more minutes in that game. And I think this is going to be an area know, where you and I might disagree a little bit more no, too, but but being such a great inside player, would I, that not have helped?
1: We're going to see this is what's going to happen, Justin. I think I, I don't think okay, first of all, let's remember where Jabari played, right? Um so in college. So, you know, I mean I'm going to be a fan <laughs> before I'm not going to be a fan. No. Uh I, no, I think, actually, I do think Jabari, I was very, I'm very high on the Jabari signing because it's a low-cost, high, you know, no-cost, basically, high-reward Younger signing. player high-reward. And, and and his size is something they don't have. Like, they don't have a guy that size. That That's like, like, that was what we were calling for. The big 3-4, you know, guy who can maybe play some small ball five and stretches and can do some things and... Like, that's a guy – like, he fits a need for this team. So, um, It'd I would be kind of nice, nice to see Tatum. I've been wanting to see – remember, we
0: had the Tyson-Thompson issue, and I was saying, man, I would really love to see Jalen slide down to the two, Jason slide down to the three, play Rob at the five, you know, or at the time Thompson or whatever, but we just don't have that guy. You know, you could do Shemi or whatever, but but Jabari can play – Inside, I, I'd love to see that lineup, you know, where you've got Walker, Brown. I would love to see it even with Smart potentially, but it probably needs Walker. But Walker, Brown, Tatum, Jabari, and Robert Williams, I think that could make for a pretty balanced and in, in a lot of different ways and potent lineup, especially because Robert Williams. Is good for the lob, but also great at initiating the offense at the top of the key. So that's when Jabari can get all of his inside action. Then they can run the pick and roll. Jabari can come out, and they can try to throw the lob to Rob, or hopefully with all that movement inside and out, they can swing it around the horn and find Jason Tatum not in triple coverage. Um, you know, I, I could see that lineup working, you know, nicely. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that there's, I think. I think that there's a lot of lineups that he fits with on this team. And um, is he going to be as good as Gordon Hayward? Hell no. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's not among their best six, seven, eight players. But when the right matchup comes in the right situation, he may, you know, he may be able to provide more. And I think also how many good teams has that guy played for? I mean, really, the list is pretty short. I know he's bounced around, and yeah, he did have a stint in Milwaukee, but he was on some bad Bulls teams. He was in Sacramento. He was—I mean—he always seemed to. You're saying there's
0: upside here. They expected a lot of him on teams that weren't together.
1: Right. Look, there's a reason why this guy was the number one guy in college. You know, the number one guy going into college that year. Um, and it just—it was either him or Wiggins. Uh, and, you know, just so happens both of them kind of were what they are supposed to be. And Embiid was the better guy. But to me, Wiggins, uh, you know, to me, Parker has – he's still 6'8", 240. He's always going to be 6'8", 240. And in the same way that, that uh, you know, Jeff Green is – and he had more of a career, certainly, you know, than, than Jabari Parker has. But I think that there is – some similarity in that, yeah, he's not going to be the star, but I think there's a pro career for that guy. Uh, the, the trick is, is he needs to get quicker. He needs to find a way to get his foot speed a little bit better, a little bit better fundamentals. I mean, his closeouts are painfully slow. Um, but if he can, in the right system and commit and buy in, I think that there's a real role for him here. Um, playing alongside or to to you know kind of fill that big wing um bench role that they really don't have anybody else to fill.
0: Yeah, no. They, they really don't. What's his shooting percentage from beyond the arc though? Is he Not a threat great. at all? It's been bad his whole career, right? Yeah, was it he's never was it bad at
1: dude? Uh he shot it. Um I was just I'm just going to bring it up now so I don't say something stupid. Uh so at, at Duke he was a yeah thirty six percent shooter from three,
0: which would be fine, but the, the distance is further. The percentages right. always drop down, nice. unless you're a Trey Young in college when you're already shooting five steps back from the three point college line, and then you just replicate nice. that in the pros and step back three more steps. But um, but you He's know that's just, really where Fournier comes in too. Right, exactly. so those two right. will match up well on a bench unit, inside outside kind of game. Um, it is coming into, it's coming into shape and it's coming into shape on a cost effective and not aging way. Like you could, you could potentially re-sign Fournier this summer uh, because he's 28. You could re-sign him to a decent sized deal and be happy with the age he is when that runs out. And yet the team is getting a little bit older, and they all fill different needs. The balance is there. The question is, can they stay healthy? And maybe they're just doing everything they can to ensure that that happens before the season ends and we head into the postseason. I mean, what are we talking about? I got to go back and look. What did we say? Seventy-two games this year is is the yeah is the total, and they're at fifty-eight now, so there's still fourteen left. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, about another month, less than
0: a month left. Yep. The worst thing that could happen is they get injured. The second worst thing could happen is they avoid injuries so much that they don't have enough chemistry and they get shocked in the first round. The best thing that could happen is this all comes together and they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And right. no no bets are off at that point if if everybody's right. healthy and the chemistry is where it needs to be. Uh but you know, we've talked about this. The finals is definitely an outside chance. But if any season was gonna have some surprise weirdness, it's gonna be last season and Miami and this season because things are just not normal. It's almost like every season for the last two decades prior to this was in such a programmatic like perfect standard like you could almost glean from the statistics and the outcomes of the games they' had it down to such a science and such a pattern that you could right. really predict a lot of things very easily one one of the positives is has been parody <laughs>
1: yeah, you're right, I mean, I think that they are probably it's not no one wishes for it, and yet it gives teams opportunity that might not normally have opportunity. I mean, that's a team like, uh, like Denver, you know, losing Jamal Murray, that's a killer for them. I mean, that's an absolute killer because you're right. One thing goes in a normal season. I probably wouldn't give Denver much of a shot as good as they've been, but looking at, you know, now Murray. Yeah, no, they're, they're just, I don't see there's any way unless something really crazy happens when they're in the finals or whatever. Um, And that's not to say something, like you said, something crazy could happen still to the Celtics. It's been a crazy season. But, I mean, look at Joel Embiid's history. Look at Ben Simmons' history. Uh, I mean, (laughs) Harden is going to be out for probably until the playoffs now. You know, Durant has kind of some questions about what's going on with his leg. And Kyrie's Kyrie. I mean, I I don't – fully healthy, different story. But right now, I mean, that's the thing, like – we look at it. I They're think coasting. They're coasting. Maybe, maybe, but don't you want? They've played like three games together all season. <laughs> you know, I mean, they play like a, literally like I, like I, four I games know where
0: together. you're. I know where you're going with that. I think that's the best thing when you have three ball handling egos. And yeah. If I mean, I, and I get what you're saying. That's the downside. Figure it out. Post, get in the Alps. Get in the postseason and not know what to do. But I think right. this is. I think this is way better for them. They mix and match it. They can run the rotations in the postseason that way. They're just going to have to eat the egos, and then they're more likely better to do that. I, I think this is a good strategic play. I'm not saying it's going to work. I think it's a good strategic play because why would you want to create those problems during the season and get into their head? You get into the postseason, and they're going to listen in different ways. It's more important, but when you're going through the grind of a season, trying to work through those egos, sometimes you can head into the post Season with some serious baggage, and you know Harden especially is no uh, no stranger to baggage with uh, you know guys he's played with, and so this yeah. this leaves enough room for everybody to get it off, get their rest. You know, He allows Brooklyn to coddle all of Kyrie's prima donna baloney so that he's not in a sour mood and checks out like he did on the Celtics. I mean, let's face it. The reason he checked out on the Celtics was because they had expectations. They didn't want the inmate running the asylum. And it's working in Brooklyn even when he tried to run the asylum because they let him do it. They let him bully them. They let him sit games. They coddled his ass, and I think it's pathetic. I think it's an unfortunate thing. I think they will pay the price on that someday, right, because at some point an owner isn't going to be getting what they want anymore, and they're going to try to put their foot down, and that's going to be the end of it. And maybe that's maybe maybe this is the only way. Maybe Kyrie will play for a new team every three years so that he can have <coughs> – you know, his cake and eat it too. Are you going outside?
1: I am. I'm going to go outside and do this. I'm listening. I'm listening. Dude, you going. should.
0: I'm watching you. Yeah. You're yeah. You're literally on the beach. This is fantastic. That's All fun. right. I'll do the ad read while you get situated <laughs> out on your balcony in the sun. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, especially if you're John and it's like 5 o'clock at the beach. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV if you're not into the NBA and the NHL, which I know you are. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news. Scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. That's what we have for you for Bet Online, your online sports book at experts. So just don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50. To receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit, Bet Online your sportsbook experts. But bam, you should be doing some gambling at the beach, dude.
1: I never do. I'm not a gambler. That's how you can pay gambling. for your trip, bro. Yeah, but that means. But remember, gambling the house usually wins. Dude, you look so you a little less strung the
0: out. In the sun. I'm not even gonna lie. Like inside the beach house, ah. you look a little strung out, a little too vacationed. But the minute you came out on the patio here and sat yeah. down at the sun, like even your facial expression, you were like, you're like, ah, this isn't ruining my day anymore. I'm getting some That's rays. Right. This is beautiful.
1: <laughs> Speak well, of. You got away. You got away last weekend. So for your birthday. Uh, happy to the birthday camera. to you. We should Thank sit it on air. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, you got away, too. You know, it's a little different climate where you are than then. Where I've traveled to, down here in Myrtle Beach. So um, that's
0: another question. It's
1: Great. What? Are you are you either near a
0: carnival or is there an ice cream four wheeler driving by you on the beach?
1: Let me see if you can see this way. Right? See him? In the van? Oh, it's the ice cream truck. Yep, I do see it. Too loud. I'll go back inside. I can do that. No, I just,
0: no, dude. Let's let's just live in your environment. You made time for the show when you're supposed to be making time for your family. Who's they're all out on the beach, aren't they? They're
1: all on the beach right now. And, and I just want to say, uh, if anybody drives an ice cream truck and you're listening, send me a message. Like, how do you stand that that those those songs over and over again? Like, how it's the they- same one that runs through
0: my neighborhood, dude. Like, they don't, There's no variation. They got to make these ice cream trucks in the same manufacturing plant everywhere across the country.
1: The music, like, how do they deal with the music? Like, I would want to go on a multi state spree, shooting spree with those you, things. You wouldn't need ice cream ever again. Never, never. But the music, oh my goodness gracious. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's just, I, I don't mean to take a soft tack. And we, I know we're, we're trying to get this thing in. It's, it's hard to do, but uh, I just, it's, it's hard to ignore. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to ignore. Dude,
0: so the ice cream truck is killing me. It's awesome. All right. So let's, let's, speaking of interesting times, you know, or being out of your element, um, Danny Ainge joined the broadcast for the Bulls game with Scal. I don't think Scal should be the play by play guy. He's much better on the color side, but I want to remove the Scal part. I actually really enjoyed listening to Danny.
1: Um, Miss you, Mike. Let's just say that. I miss uh, you, Mike.
0: Definitely missed
1: Mike. Soon, what did, I I missed it. Do you know why he he missed the no, game? No, I was
0: just going to ask you the same thing. And I was like Googling it that night, and I couldn't find any information on it.
1: Or could I? And I so and I know he had a he missed the game or two a couple weeks ago because he got his, his shot. But I thought that was his second shot. So, um, and I know that there've been some illnesses around the team, but he's not around the team. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Let's let's hope all is well. Well,
0: here. if it's yeah, if it's not for. You know, pers- personal enjoyment reasons, Mike. We're obviously thinking of you and and looking forward to your return. Um, focusing on on a little more Danny and a little giving Mike a little more. Pro- Go ahead.
1: You well, know I was just going to say, and let me also say, when Sean filled in the next game, which was the last time that Scal did this with with uh, uh internet hated uh, guy, uh, Chris Mannix. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean did the next game. It was outstanding, of course. Um, and yeah, so it was. I was really disappointed that not have Sean uh, on this and have Sean and Scal and, and, and Danny, but maybe less Scal. And oh, more.
0: man. Dan, um, uh, definitely. You make a great point. Grandy with Danny would have been a much better dynamic on – You know, just the back and forth, I think, to some degree. Not trying to crap on Scal, but he's the color guy. This is the kind of stuff that Grandy prepares for, that Mike would prepare for in a different way than the color guy would. You know, like even Tommy, if they had brought Danny on, you know, (laughs) when Tommy was here, it still would have gotten, you know, Danny would have been like, you know, I can't answer that question, Tommy. You know, like (laughs) and but. You know, I feel like that's the wheelhouse of of a Grandy and uh, and Tommy but if you also remember when Grandy I mean and Mike when you when you think about um, Grandy last time you know afterwards on Twitter you know it all went out like don't get any ideas about stealing our man you know. He's, he's radio play by play. Like, there's a little turf digging there. You know, happy to share, but don't get any bright ideas. This is our guy, um, which was, you know, kind of fun to watch in its own right. So, but
1: well, I, I think we're, I think what we're seeing though is Mike is, is, is amazing and what Mike to do the job as well as we possibly can. But from, from my benefit, I'm telling you what, uh, I think Sean, um, Sean will be a great TV guy on this team for a long time when that when that change happens. And um, I'm going to say I look forward to it because I want as much Mike Gorman as we can get. But uh, – and, and frankly, I would like to see Max on that call as well. Whatever happens with Scal, three-man booth, whatever they – I don't know. But I'm just saying that's – I I think, you know, those days, when those days are coming and certainly now with – Mommy's passing, and you start thinking about those things. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Sean can do with it when that time comes. Um, but again, pro Mike, love Mike, number one fan club, the Mike Gorman shrine is alive and well, and selling stuff live, and will never go away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't, because he gave us his time. Uh, and we'll never forget the draft night show when he popped on on his drive home after making a previous appearance and things were kind of like, what do you think is going on here? There's got to be another a shoe to a drop, he said. So did Grandy for that matter. But without. Um, yeah, those draft night shows in the early going when this team was miserable. Holy, those were some of the best. I still can't believe we pulled them off.
1: And now Sean has his own his own podcast, for God's sakes. Wow. I did see that politics. Uh, so, so he's that,
0: with Abby Kendrick and Mark uh, Demico. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah. They've they basically I think what they've done is they'll take two or three of them of whatever this. They try to go into they'll have interviews whoever It's really good. I I, uh, I listened on a trip down. Um, Mark and uh, and Abby did an interview with Marcus Smart. Which was really good. Really good. So awesome. Yeah, really good.
0: So uh, let's talk about are you going back in because of the ice cream truck? It won't go away.
1: You, the sound is, is just I can't
0: take it. You're I'm going a, mad. Look, the minute like, you walk back in your house, you're like disheveled John again. When you were out on the patio, you were party time John. We're doing this. Now, we're doing you're, this. You're, now you're disheveled hungover. <laughs> See there he is. He's bright some, and relaxed. If <laughs> you, somebody gets a smile I'm on your face just I'm changed. not wearing this. I'm not wearing this
1: on my shoulders. It is.
0: Right? It is so sad that we're not doing video for this one because First off, I'm at home. Oh, we are. Boy, we kicking put, back.
1: We could put this up. This could happen.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, you might want to just do the little flip this, you know, this particularly non-Celtic section going back in. And out. <laughs> Bonus content look for it on Twitter. All right, final question. Did did you miss Tice? When you saw him in a Bulls uniform, did it surprise you a little bit how much it caught you? Because I, like, dude, the minute I saw him, I was like, oh man, I guess I liked him even more than I thought I did. Because it's been easy to forget him with the way the Celtics have been playing. And I love seeing Rob time and not having a disjointed, you know, group of forward centers and all of that. So I didn't really, you know, it wasn't like I watched the product on the floor and went, oh man, if we only had tights. But, but, but yeah. he, he was an incredibly lovable
1: player and he earned it, man. He earned it all. He, he was, he fit so well with the guys they had too. that, you know, it, they were, uh, like I said, lovable. All those guys respect the hell out of him. Um, I, I do miss him. I, I I think he was a great player. You know, you lose one of those guys in a game like that night, right? You lose, one of those guys. So Rob can't play. You could have gone with Tyson Thompson and missed a beat, really. You know what I mean? And instead, well, you play Cornette. And that's, you know, I'm, I I think there have been some good things in the Cornette era, but would I rather have Tyson Thompson out there to secure a win without uh the, the team's two team top point guards? Yeah, I think that might make me feel a little bit better, you know, but there we are, you know. Um, I still I, I like miss. what Cornette is. I always is. like
0: Giving us,
1: but his yeah, best game was yeah. his
0: first appearance when he knocked down the threes and helped
1: them pull away. I was, that's tough the top, yeah. I, I think he's been fine. Uh, I, I I'm I'm happy with Cornette. I, I I mean in terms of roster balance and just to talk about go back to Jabari Parker thing, just a little bit, you know, to have a team more, more whether it's Parker. Uh, now in the absence of Fournier, but Fournier eventually, um, that's really what the team wants and how they need to play to get the most out of Jalen and Jason. So, won't it came be to awesome happen,
0: when every single player that's on this roster is healthy, dude? You gotta you gotta slide your door open so you can get some internet flow into your PC. You're getting a little chop Uh-oh. chop choppy. Or maybe it's the ice cream truck that is just drowning your ass out. Um,
1: that could be it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, this show's been really funny. Um, so, yeah, I when they're all healthy, you got Fournier coming in for scoring on the outside. I, they've got so much more ability to do the matchups. They just need so much more ability to be healthy, to take advantage of it. They're still due to injury. You know, patchworking many things. You know, even like not to disparage Shemi, but even Shemi being in the starting lineup, it's just not. It's it's a it's not right.
1: I would so much rather see Grant in starting lineup. Give me Grant every day. Yep, agreed. You know, I I don't. I mean, Grant has had shortcomings, but. Just the future of what I, what Shemmy is going to bring to this team is so minor that I just, I, I'm not, I don't want to invest in him. I want to invest in, in Romeo. I want to invest in Grant. I want to invest in, in Pritchard. Like, those are the guys I want to see in Rob, of course. That's what I want to see them put, try, get, man. You know, like, uh, it's play the, that's why my name on Twitter is now Play the Kids, Brad. Like, because that's what I want. Like I this team, I don't think they're gonna win a championship next this year. But the only way they're gonna win a championship in the, in the short term, near term, you know, next five, ten years, whatever, is by those guys stepping up and becoming significant role players that the NBA players uh, have to contend with and teams have to contend with. Without that. What's uh? So you know, give me Shemmy Ojolite. I, I I love Shemmy. You know, but give me Grant. We gotta get more out of Grant. We gotta get more out of Grant. More out of Romeo. Um, the folks we're we've been hanging out with here. Big fans of Tremont Waters. I don't know what that's about. Ellis has mostly only watching the Bulls game. But anyway, uh, yeah, I it's I'm I'm uh, that's what I want. See. I want to see more Grant. I think I know people hate Grant, but he was he's a an factor and he, he's a winning player. Bottom line. They need both guys. So whatever.
0: Uh, Alright. Well, we're gonna let you get back to enjoy your vacation. That's gonna do it for this week's show. As a reminder, you can follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. You can follow John at CSL underscore Duke. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin and I'll just tell you right now on behalf of him John Duke with the ice cream scoop at the Myrtle Beach condo I'm Professor Plum thanks for listening to this episode of Celtic Stuff Live.